You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your replacement host again. This has become much more common now. <laughs> Cord. <laughs> and with me today is Kiki and Ben. <laughs> hey. How is Kiki and Ben? I'm doing great. How's Cord? Tired. <laughs> My dog incessantly was pushing me around the bed while I was trying to sleep, so I just gave up on it. So. I'm not going to lie. For, for a second, I thought you said incessantly. And I was no. like, all right, No, man. no, no, all no. Right. No. What's your boat? Not, no. Nope. <laughs> not that one. Reggie. That word? Not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> there are many words we could have used there. It, it's not that one. <laughs> I would have been highly disappointed in Reginald slash Reggie. I'd, I'd be a little <laughs> bit more than disappointed. <laughs> oh, see, Ben, that's um, that's kind of where I got Reggie from. <laughs> I was just going to ask. I was like, Reginald. I've heard that before. Cord's <laughs> <Towards> dog. <laughs> <laughs> She yeah. really likes my dog. Right? <laughs> Your dog is like the bomb. All right. Well, let's not mince words here. Reggie's the cutest thing in the entire universe besides my cat. I won't disagree. It's just he is also a little beehole. So who was the famous baseball player? Was it Jackson? Reggie Jackson? Yeah, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so my baseball bat was named Reggie. After oh, I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, like the really old one I used to want to play when I was a kid. And then it just so happened that like really old sports. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Comparatively or like Chasey's not here. I got to put it in. All right. I don't want to. I have to. That's what she said. Contractually obligated. I'm doing Chasey's job. (laughs) Good job, Cord. I'm going to give you a raise. Oh, thank you so much. A percentage, because percentage is zero. It's still zero. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a 5% raise, because that's not going to do a lot for me. No, no, no. You, you got, you're going to get like uh, 25 cents this, this month from this podcast. Holy smokes. Congratulations. I'm loaded. You go get a sticky hand, huh? <laughs> yes. Maybe go to Giant and get some homies if they're still there. Do they sell homies still at the little I don't know. dispenser thingies? You could get like one singular bazooka bubblegum. Yeah. Bazooka bubblegum do be pretty good. It's the bomb, I'm dude. in. Before we, we do a quick break for our um, promos and sponsor today, I have to make a little bit of um, an announcement that I always hate making these. I really do. But uh, <laughs> today, today's topic is special so i also have to all right so anyway there's a certain magazine that decided to make an ass out of itself and mentioned that the paranormal community here we go court's like "Uh uh-oh it's okay i'm nice i'm already seething i'm gonna be nice they mentioned that the paranormal community should stop talking about politics on twitter which if y'all know us 
being so close to Philadelphia, we uh, tend to, if you tell us not to do the thing, we're going to do it more. And basically on Twitter that we should just focus on solely spooky stuff as if we should have zero opinions or cares or worry about anything going on. Well, the last four episodes that we've done have touched on history and politics because they involved massacres of indigenous peoples, as well as another mafia true crime story, which... Sad to tell you, that also involved a little bit of politics. Can't help it. Politics of the time, right? The history of the time. Yep. So the whole point in speaking on those massacres was, though, to discuss the negative energy left behind by those foul deeds, right? That we got into it. We started the whole reason also is talking about how they're very similar in uh, the locations all have basically the same feelings, the same sightings, the same, you know, so sort of a, a delve into massacres and sort of the negative energy that may be left behind well today through sheer serendipity the cryptid we're going to talk about today also has a connection to politics <laughs> these topics are chosen months in advance guys so it's a complete happenstance that once again politics comes up which just goes to show that someone telling us that we don't talk about politics because we're a paranormal podcast and nobody cares what you think well i got news for you uh politics is everywhere and in everything and you're just all gonna have to get over it i can't change the history of this cryptid and i am not going to suppress part of its story just because it was used as part of political propaganda at one point so there so, so some magazine is saying that we should stick to cryptids. Yeah, a paranormal magazine that I will refuse to mention because I'm not going to give them any more platform to for anything. Yes, uh, they're on Twitter and they decided to say something really ridiculous, like, uh, "This is a hot take, but everybody should just, you know, in the paranormal community should just stop stop talking about politics because we're quote alienating fifty percent of our listeners." I am so sorry to tell you that it's not 50%. It's probably closer to 25 in this country. And of those 25.3% of them are people who like to shoot up beer for like dumb reasons. So I just like of all the opinions in the universe, like imagine having that one, you know, like whoever wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whoever wrote that needs a reality check from the sounds of it. Like I I said before we started recording, Too Geeky, our country was founded off of the the whole uh, you're allowed to uh, say whatever you want thing. So, no, don't ever shut up. Even if I don't agree with you, don't shut up. Because, I mean, it's it's your right to do so. That I can tell you to shut up. I can't make you shut up. Isn't there a, a, a quote where he says, I disagree with what you're saying, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it? Absolutely. Like, that. like fuck yeah, Absolutely. buddy. This guy's got it figured out. I can at least agree with that statement. Unless it's disinformation. Well, yeah, that's a different could be story. dangerous. Right. Yeah. But as far as political discourse goes, yeah, if you don't agree with me, okay, fine. But... To say that people specifically shouldn't, like us, paranormal people, should not be speaking about politics on our Twitter page because we might alienate people. Well, I'm here to tell you that we actually have more listeners because we've made our stance on certain things crystal clear as opposed to just being generic. I don't know what to tell you. 
it's it's not hurting us at all for me to just be honest with who I am. So as well as being totally honest on Twitter and specifically me, you know, saying I used to be a registered Republican. <laughs> so a lot of the things that I get angry about now, I'm hugely disappointed. Bigly, there we go. I'm bigly disappointed oh in the way things have gone down. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a break for our sponsor. And when we get back, what are we talking about, Ben? Well, I just wanted to mention, just because I, I don't know, I'm a little OCD about this kind of stuff. So apparently the whole thing, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. It comes from Evelyn Beatrice Hall in a 1906 biography. It's kind of like her take on what Voltaire was saying. Then I guess we'll have to find out what we're talking about after the break. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, Oz here from the Oddball Aussie Podcast. If you're not listening to the Oddball Aussie Podcast, then you're missing out. You're missing out on cryptids, aliens, ghosts, and a ton of weird stuff. We've even got urban legends and crazy conspiracy theories. So if you want to hear the weird tales and lame dad jokes from the brain of a slightly deranged Aussie, then tune in to the Old Ball Aussie podcast. New episodes every week. You can find me where all good podcasts are found. Look after each other and stay safe out there in the weird. So since JC's not here, hey Ben. Hey. Why couldn't anybody see the bird? Because he was beaking. It's like sneaking, but with a beak. You're, you're actually so close. <laughs> oh, really? You're so close. You almost verbatim said what was written down here. And I started sweating until you said that last word. <laughs> Kiki, why couldn't anyone see this dang bird? Because he was a Peking duck. Got him. Nobody could see this bird because it was in disguise. <laughs> Just like what we're talking about today, because we're talking about the Snallycaster. <laughs> hey, Cord, do you know what the scariest plant in the forest is? No. Bamboo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will use that on somebody. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a bit of a history of the Stalagaster, break down a couple of things, talk about where the legend comes from, and then we're going to discuss some of our theories on what this dude is. I'm curious if either both of you or at least one of you think where this may have come from and if it matches up with what I think it is. It's going to be kind of cool. Because we did not discuss that prior to. We just know we have, each of us has a theory. So, the Snallygaster is a mythical dragon-like beast said to inhabit the mountainous areas surrounding Frederick and Washington counties in Maryland. The word is derived from the German Schnellergeist, or quick spirit. Frederick County is the location of the first sighting of the Snallygaster, especially the areas of South Mountain and Middleton Valley. It is going to be one of Maryland's oldest legends. Just for a quick little side thing here, South Mountain is the northern extension of the Blue Ridge Mountain Range in Maryland and Pennsylvania. Part of this northern extension that goes into PA is uh, Pine Grove Forest. It's a protected area, and that's a callback all the way back to one of my, I think actually the very first side mission I ever did because the babes in the woods were found right outside that area. So there you go. We're coming up on episode 100, so I love it when we talk about things that happened like way back. Oh, yeah. Uh, the area in question is very thick with woods. It was, well, back in the day it was, I should say. Sorry. 
uh, those woods were then chopped down. <laughs> you know, uh, great for the Germans who were settling the area, lots of farmland as well. And that started basically in the 1730s. The first quote appearance of the Snallygaster is going to be in 1735, which is noted in Alice T. Weinberg's book, Spirits of the Frederick, that was written in 1992. It's kind of a hard book to get a hold of. I really wanted to read it prior to, to see, uh, you know, to read all the stories of that area, but it was no, there was no way I was going to be able to get it here like in time. And it's pretty expensive. I don't think it's in print anymore. Now, she also points out that these early sightings are never really seen. <laughs> it's kind of a problem. The Snellygaster shows up a lot at night. And so it's very difficult to corroborate actual visual evidence. It's mostly just stories back and forth between the farmers and the townsfolk. This may be why the creature seems to be a conglomeration of several cryptids, but we'll get into that in a second when we get down to what, it's, what it looks like. Most of the information about the Snelly is taken directly from newspaper articles as far back as 1906. Parts of those are available at the American Snallygaster Museum website. That's snallygastermuseum.com. That museum was developed in 2021 and is run by cryptozoologist Sarah Cooper and is located in Liberty Town, Maryland. I want to go. Yeah, when are we going? Right. Just so y'all know, that's where most of the information is coming from, from those news articles. There's snippets of them available on the website, so you can kind of see a little bit. I didn't actually look on there too much for the extended version because these are available as newspaper clippings at uh, newspaper.com. Picks them up because they're pretty famous, so you don't have to pay to see them. So what the heck does a Snallygaster look like? Well, buckle up because it's like... A hundred different things. It's kind of crazy. Chris Stone did our artwork again for this guy. And he was like, what the F is this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Chris, just <laughs> please make me a, cr a creature card. I Yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's just say that this thing's capability is, is going to be like all over the damn place. It is dragon-like with reptilian features. It has enormous leather wings that can go anywhere from 14 feet to 25 feet. It's bird-like with a large metallic beak, often described as being pointed. It has claws like steel hooks. It has a giant eye in the center of its forehead. <laughs> sometimes it's described as having razor-sharp teeth in that beak, and sometimes it's described as having tentacles coming out of its mouth. It sucks blood. It can carry its victims off, uh, which range from the family dog to cows to children. It has a sulfuric smell to it. It sounds like a screeching locomotive whistle to uh, at one point being described as someone said they heard a child crying first. Then they heard a woman scream. That would be horrifying. A group of lumberjacks once told a story in which they found a nest perched on a high cliff containing an egg big enough to hatch a horse. Hex signs, because we're talking about German-Americans here, hex signs are used a lot to protect family farms. You're mostly going to see seven-pointed star painted purple. The Deweo is the natural enemy of the Snallygaster, and we'll talk about that at the end here. So 1909, the sightings got so much publicity that year with a string of supposed appearances that um, the Smithsonian Institute was offering a reward for the hide of the Stanley Gaster. 
U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt considered not going on his trip to Africa to come to Maryland and personally hunt the Snallygaster, but he did decide to go on his African safari instead. So we don't hear a lot about the Snallygaster until 1932. There's a couple of things that happen in that year. There's two different, well, at least two articles that I pulled from, but I know there's more than one on the, the demise of possibly one Snallygaster because then it was postulated that there were possibly two of them. You had that egg floating around. Of course. So the first one, and this is where uh, I did say we we're going to get political because, well, I can't help it. This is what happened. In the Montgomery County Sentinel from Rockville, Maryland, on December 2nd, 1932, the article displays how the conservatives, which were the Democrats at the time, as most Americans should know by now that Democrats were known for their racist views back in the day, and now they have slowly shifted to the Republican or GOP party. These Democratic conservatives may have used the tale of the Snallygaster to suppress black voters in Maryland. The article reads, While the Snallygaster prefers, even insists upon the Negro as food, it is not clearly known. Some say that he appears after every election when the result shows that the colored voter cast his ballot for a Democrat. Others say that it is just a GOP fairy tale and that the creature was originally an inhabitant of Liberia and the West Indies and therefore has always been accustomed to the same substance. So the article is actually an attempt to sway black folks from voting, a kind of scare tactic, but it also is to encourage them to not vote Democrat, which would be actually in their best interest at the time. To understand this reference, one needs to understand what was happening during the vote in question. The biggest concern would be voting on the Strauss Amendment, which was a conservative proposal that intended to restrict the voting rights of African Americans. Democratic conservatives controlled the Maryland government on a white supremacist platform in the early 1900s. Clearly, the paper held a liberal Republican standpoint and was suggesting that any black man who voted to take away his own voting rights deserved to be eaten by the Snallygaster. And there you have a cryptid being used for a political point. Additionally, this tactic may have worked as there were a total of three times an amendment such as this was attempted to be put into the state constitution of Maryland and it was defeated all three times. Author Patrick Boynton goes into greater detail on the subject of racism and the Snallygaster in his book, Snallygaster, The Lost Legend of Frederick County. Highly suggest reading it. Then in the same year, we have uh, the report that, uh, well, basically the death of, the Snall of a Snallygaster, where it got too close to moonshine barrels down near uh, Middleton and it drowned. Like it was trying to drink. This is from the Hagerstown Morning Herald, December of 32. They had to uh, blow up the whole moonshine complex. Conveniently, that meant also destroying the Snallygaster body. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, like you said, very convenient, you know. Uh, that occurred in Frog Hollow in Washington County, Maryland. Some say that he was more overcome by the noxious fumes and then landed in the vat and drowned. So not, not that he was trying to drink it, but... Good times. Uh, now, in you can go back a little bit, back to 1909 is also the first time that that egg is reported, and that supposedly was uh, Compton's Gap near Burkittsville is where this was laid. So, uh, at least the one. 
forgot to mention that, so I'll just put that in there now. And then, um, so it was supposedly dead in 32, but then in 48, it shows up again, seen over the uh, skies of Westminster. And in 73 is when Maryland State Police begin searching Sykesville for what is called a, quote, huge hairy monster described by residents as a cross between a DeWayo and a Snallygaster. Now, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a second, but that is in the Baltimore Sun. And then, according to lore, though, the DeWayo supposedly hatches from the Snallygaster egg and has human traits. When I said that it's the natural enemy, it's almost as if sometimes the Snallygaster egg is laid and it has your like known enemy in it <laughs> that's great it just brings back to uh you call it oh not alien versus predator damn what was the movie was it the one where the alien but they they cross it with her alien resurrection prometheus oh prometheus yeah yeah yeah. okay so that year with the uh sykesville police this creature supposedly stood six to seven feet tall had a big bushy tail and black hair it apparently had killed a cow and a few dogs, and left behind frit, frit prints. Nice job. Footprints. I swear to God, I'm not drunk. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with my talking today. Are you okay? Blah, 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 blah. Like, are you going to be all right? <laughs> my, child, my child was off school all day. Well, not half day yesterday, and then or Wednesday, and then I had him all day yesterday, and I didn't speak to anyone. I, he and I both just sat down here for like fucking 12 hours and played video games. That's the dream, honestly. It really is. He's playing Roblox and I'm using Dungeon Alchemy to build my D&D town. So anyway, <laughs> I'll talk about that at the end because um, I want to give a shout out to them. But one that's where one woman told the story of how she thought she heard it crying like a baby and then screaming like a woman. So that's the 1948 appearance. Then that's at that same time, but years later, right? So this man's approaching, approaching people years later. He says that he was chased by a dueo along the banks of the Severin River during that time period. So the question then was, well, was this the Snallygaster or was this a dueo? Good stuff. All right, guys. So that's just the background of the Snallygaster. So what the hell uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's your theories? So here's what I think. So I heard this theory about aliens, that aliens don't exist. It's just like future humans that have figured out time travel coming back in time. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, what if one of those humans dressed in a big bird costume and was very depressed? And then they just, you know, were like, ah, the Schnellergeist. <laughs> and they like killed it. And then the story just kind of grows from there. <laughs> what yeah I'm, I'm looking at this guy and he looks like, he looks like if hp lovecraft drew a depressed big bird <laughs> you know that is true see i i thought for a minute because i thought you were going to pick up on all the on all the metallic stuff and like you were talking about, oh, he's from the future, going back to the past. I'm like, oh, see, right. And this is actually a, a craft of some kind. But people didn't know how to explain it. So that like, you know. Totally what I intended. You figured <laughs> it out. <laughs> now, 
this is not my theory, but I, I, uh, this is a perfect time to mention this, which is there were UFO sightings in uh, July of 47, where I love when things like this happen in these areas where there's already this cryptid and it's a flying cryptid. So at the same time that this is like a, a huge UFO flap, like lots and lots of places are all seeing this, right? Saturday night euphoria.com the euphoria part is u-f-o-r-i-a okay mm. with me they have a great page just about this particular flap and the fact that when it came to maryland they were like eh, whatever man we've had the snally gaster here for like a million years so <laughs> we ain't worried about no ufos right <laughs> they're like flying discs in the sky Man, we got this flying creature that comes down and steals your kids and fucks shit up. That's what we're worried about. I ain't worried about no UFO. It's so, so funny. But it literally is is very much like that. And they go a little bit into the background as well. And the fact that, yeah, it's kind of like, meh. And also, though, that a lot of kids who had grown up with this legend, now they're older and 47. And they're just like, dude. Yeah, I was scared to death as a child of the Snallygaster. You're not going to scare me with some UFOs. I love that, though. They're just like, UFOs, we got real shit to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, dragons with one eyes and tentacle mouths. Exactly. <laughs> That's the real threat here. Not some flying disc in the sky. Who gives a shit about that? Yeah. <laughs> Today, we may say, high strangeness-wise, that those two things are connected and that somehow the cryptids might be actual aliens or maybe it's a ghost of a pterodactyl we don't know that's one of those things like with that theory that like aliens don't exist and it's just future humans i think that's really neat i would love it if the snallygaster was just like a displaced pet like in all seriousness you know like something <laughs> from the future that like joe the human alien was like oh let's bring this back in the past what could, what's the worst that could happen and then it got out right it got away this is how all cryptids are explained honestly well, totally they're just genetic mutations from the future and really aren't we all it makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> cord do you have a theory on what the snelly gaster is i think the alien thing checks out pretty good i think this thing is probably uh at least related to the Van Meter visitor, because they're big birds, <laughs> right? Hmm. They're big freaky birds. They're not too far away from each other. That's interesting, because this one also, part of the legend is that it might be hiding in caves in the mountains. That's, that's actually, yeah, that's what got me thinking about it. It has one giant eye, and they're not saying that it shoots a laser out of anything, but it is weird, right? Like, there's some similarities like there's no giant glowing unicorn horn but you know it has its interest intricities int intricacy int intricacy yeah. you know the word i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> idiosyncrasies sure that one that's a fancier word yeah fancy <laughs> i have a nephew that's like the snallygaster is like one of his favorite cryptids he just wants to draw basically like all the time and draw and play Pokemon are like his two favorite things. And, uh, hey, you know, hey, it's... Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> He's in like the whole Pokemon club and stuff. And my sister-in-law and my mom will send pictures and be like, Oh, there's clay at the Pokemon club. And he's just like, so happy, man. I wish there was a Pokemon club in school when I was in school, man. 
we didn't ever know how to play. It was just like, oh, my Charizard beats your Venusaur because it's a fire versus water type. And then the other guy pulls out like a magic carp and he's like, well, I have a water type. So your guy is dead. <laughs> and it was just like, like a, basically like a seven year old dick measuring contest, you know, is uh, was what it amounted to. <laughs> that's funny. So you have like a whole deck of like, like there's no theme to it. It's like, oh, here's all the cards so I can pull them and play them <laughs> whenever I need. <laughs> if my nephew was my age or if I was his age, I would want to be his best friend so badly because he's just like the coolest little guy. And uh, <laughs> I, I have two nephews. I'm talking about the younger nephew because he's, you know, the older <laughs> nephew is like, You're like he's, I'm talking he's about great... the better one. <laughs> talking about my favorite. I'm talking about the cooler nephew. Sorry, other nephew. Uh, what was your name again? <laughs> yeah. Now, do I leave that in because, you know, nephew is going to be going to listen to this, right? Yeah, I, I hope so. Will he laugh if I were if we're like, this is the one I like? I think so. <laughs> okay. I just, yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope we Let's don't hope. hurt a child today. Because, <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got two nephews and two nieces. And, like, yeah, the older nephew, he's kind of, like, take it or leave it with, like, cryptid stuff, you know? I'm going to tell you my theory real quick. And that is that I'm pretty sure that if you look at the original sort of, like, just the passing down of the information through word of mouth, this is based off of a lindworm that originates in germany and since these are german peoples that are coming over the lindworm pretty much gets <laughs> its tiny little legs <laughs> it's got little baby legs <laughs> the lindworm pretty much gets blamed for everything that goes bad just like the snallygaster it also becomes like it is another word for it is lindorm too so it's lindworm lindorm yes D D folks if you have lindorm dice it the lindworm is the symbol yeah uh, anyway <laughs> you get to see this this technically is a D episode because this is the precursor to our ttrpg episode nerds yes yeah i think originally that might be where it came from and uh there was a lot of wooded area here we're talking about the black forest in germany versus the uncharted forest of maryland at the time well say uncharted yes i know people were here i meant for them definitely new territory and and then it sort of like just grew as a legend around that. I'm not 100% sold that this is any kind of actual cryptid in this case. I think this is like a, a story you tell your children so they don't go out in the woods by themselves. Because, you know, you could say, oh, well, there's coyotes out there. There's wolves out there. There's freaking bears out there. And while those things are real, children sometimes feel like they're invincible against actual nature but if you tell them that there's a giant 25 foot long flipping bird creature that's gonna grab you and take you away and eat you maybe you listen to mom and dad yeah i don't Wait. think i'm taking that one down at uh, seven years old i don't think i'm taking that down personally <laughs> kids were harder back then <laughs> they were tougher <laughs> Right, so like a bear, whatever, man. I could kill a bear with my knife, mom. Oh, really? You're gonna kill a snallygaster with the knife? Kind of like the boogeyman, then. Like, like the thing you tell your kids about, so they, so they listen. Yes, and then that boogeyman then gets used later in 1932 to oppress black folks from voting. Yeah, about that. Uh... <laughs> it's yeah. gonna come eat just you. I like how it's very specifically black folks get eaten when they vote Democrat, but not the white people. It's very similar to something that just happened this week, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> it's... Mm -hmm. it's the history repeats itself. 
Yes, but let's not get political about cryptids or ghosts or anything, right? Because they're not connected in any way, shape, or form ever. Never, ever. Not once. They're completely separate entities. Mm-mm-mm. 100%. Ghostly politicians, get out of here. You know what? I'm, I am going to do just an episode about the ghosts of politicians. That'd be that'd be pretty cool, actually. I right? I mean, I, once again, I don't want to like tell you what to do with your show or anything, but if and when that happens, please have me on because oh, yeah. it's like I mean, oh, history and you're the history teacher. Yeah, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. We're not supposed to talk about politics, so if we're not. We're just going to talk about politicians, dead <laughs> ones, the only good guys. All right, let's talk about the way over real quick. The way, oh. I like a nice dollop of DeWayo on my ham sandwich. DeWayonaise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a good segue into, um, yes, I did promise we were going to talk about the DeWayo real quick. <laughs> yep. You're really going to use that as a segue? Yep. This is DeWay. All right. Oh. Yep. This is DeWayo. DeWayo. He said DeWayo. So I had said that it supposedly hatches from the same Snallygaster egg. Uh, I feel like that's like a crapshoot. Like, are you going to get a Snallygaster or are you going to get your arch enemy? But what does your arch enemy look like when you're this like 25 foot wingspan long creature with all this accoutrements, right? Apparently, it is a wolf-like creature that stands upright on two legs. Uh, It's got forearms that are apparently human-like, more like, like not necessarily always uh, full of hair. And it's about six feet tall, which is why I'm very confused about this, like, 132-inch long. That's got to be a typo. My God. Like, he's only if he's only six feet tall, like, how how is his feet 11 feet long? (laughs) (laughs) He's got got these big-ass clown shoes, man. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't right. Sightings of the DeWeo are primarily in West Middleton, Maryland. And uh, a little bit in the Wolfsville, Maryland region. Um, According to legend, uh, as I said, this is the mortal enemy of the Snallygaster. They've had a couple of vicious encounters uh, dating back to the settlement era of Middleton Valley. So it seems like the DeWeo is happening at almost the same time as the Snallygaster. Again, thought to come from the Pennsylvania Dutch origins. This would also be the Hexenwolf from German folklore. Hmm. Yo-yo. The first like written accounts of him are going to be in the, in 1944 in that frederick county around the same time as those other incidences happened uh it's something that screams at night as well like really frightening terrible roaring scream in 1965 there's a man who claims to have seen it he goes under an alias though because he doesn't want anyone to know who he is because again there's a you know a bit of a stigma i always say and we, you know we just had kevin on to a listener talking about his paranormal experiences honestly if you if you see something i'm not going to make fun of you because I mean, I've seen shit that I can't explain myself. So it's unfortunate. Hopefully nowadays people feel a little bit more comfortable like talking about this stuff and trying to piece together information. So this guy goes under an alias of John Becker. He heard a strange noise, goes to find out what that noise is. And this is where he sees this thing coming up on him on hind legs and it attacks him. He fought off the creature. It ran into the woods. This is the first like real description in a newspaper. So it's as big as a bear. It has long black hair, a bushy tail like a a dog, but that it growled like a wolf, though. 
And then a few more of these stories then started to show up in the local newspapers because, you know, once one person says that they've seen this thing, then other people follow. They feel a little bit more confident about being able to talk to the press. But still, some of these are under aliases. Um, Summer of 1966, there's another sighting. This person just goes by Jim A. He's seen this on the outskirts of Gambrill State Park. He was at a campsite. Something approaches with this horrible scream again. Kind of the same MO. This one is described as being dark brown, shaggy fur, but still up on two legs. And that this was the size of a deer rather than a bear. But that it had a very odd walk as if the two legs like the, were kind of sticking out of the body and appeared almost spider-like. Now... That to me is just weird because it also reminded me of the Dover Demon, the way that it's drawn at this time. That's like really like spiny, look or spindly looking yeah. legs mm-hmm. that kind of look a little bit more like, except for the fact that it's shaggy, but you can see that the legs are like weird. Yeah, so maybe the Dover Demon was just like hatched and just didn't have have the fur yet. You know, you don't know. Maybe who knows? And then fall of 1976. We see uh, Route 77 in Frederick County. Two men come across a creature. It runs in front of their car. Again, described as a wolf-like creature with dark fur, but standing on two legs. They thought they saw a stripe down the lower half of its body, like running down the back of the fur. Hmm. And then in 78, you have two park rangers who, again, encountered a, quote, large hairy creature running on two legs near Cunningham Falls. Uh, Have not seen any other postings about it haven't seen anybody else talking about it however some of these sightings could then be lumped in with maybe dog man you know so it could be that that deweo's still making an appearance but now he's getting lumped in with dog man sightings because we do have them here too we have them all up and down like you know pennsylvania maryland we've had the sightings up here at at hawk mountain people have claimed to have seen you know this i love that article that guy just was like uh i'm just walking my dog my dog started barking the next thing i know this wolf-like creature walked right in front of me on two legs i'm like i'm done yep (laughs) that's enough nature for one day exactly (laughs) (laughs) one thing i wanted to ask about too with the deweo Mm -hmm. so with it being so there's like an egg like that could hatch a horse. So from the sounds of it, they're speculating like a DeWeo could be born or a Snallygaster could be born. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I couldn't get a clarification on that either. Other than the fact that one legend says that the DeWeo is born from a Snallygaster egg, but it looks like a human crossed with this wolf thing. Well, where my, my mind went with this is what if it's both? Like it's one egg that hatches one of each. And it's almost like fated that one would kill the other. The duality egg. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. You have to live in the egg with your mortal enemy until it's time to hatch. And then you have to try to kill each other. Right. Like from day one, it's like, okay, the egg is hatched. You're on. Damn. Maybe they're not destined to fight each other, but they spend so much time in the egg. They're just so sick of each other. They're (laughs) like, fuck you. Get out of my zone. <laughs> and they're actually siblings who are like, stop taking my fucking shoes. They don't, they don't fit you. I'm going to stay on this side of the yoke. You stay on the other side. 
the line is drawn down the center. <laughs> you and your giant feet get out of my room. <laughs> you big ass <laughs> clown feet. Get out of here. <laughs> I just I think it'd be fun too to try and write like a buddy cop movie, but it's like set in Christian <laughs> world. And it's and it's like one a DeWeo and a Snallygaster. <laughs> That'd be freaking awesome. <laughs> the uh squonk is like the witness that doesn't want to tell anything even though he's seen it. He's just, I don't know, man. It just melts into the <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, I didn't say anything, man. He'll kill me if I say anything. <laughs> they report to like Constable Bigfoot. You're off the case. <laughs> Nice. No one's ever seen him. He's just like speaking behind a closed door. That's his office. Lights are always off. Every so often they just see his outline. He's like the, the neighbor from Home Improvement. We just see the yes. cone on the top of his head <laughs> over the fence. Oh, that movie, that, yep. that needs to exist. <laughs> I'd watch it hard. To read that comic book proof. Never even heard yeah. of it. What's it What's it about? It's about Bigfoot. Shit. <laughs> it's about finding Bigfoot. But for real, not with a bunch of assholes. I'm in. Down to check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Proof comic book. They go nerds. Nerds, go read it. It's great. I was just going to say, there's another one too. Uh, Manifest Destiny. Yes. I really, really enjoyed. Yep, that was the one I was going to suggest. Just oh, then, hell so. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's like my favorite things. History, a little bit of horror, some paranormal stuff, a little bit of Native American lore in like the fourth and fifth graphic novels. Just a, a really, really neat read. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. Our featured music today comes from Pilgrims of Yearning with their song Lamar, and they are out of Boston. Some of you who follow Horror House and Scott's DJ sessions may know that Pilgrims of Yearning was featured in uh, Horrorteria, I believe, and all of Scott's DJ sessions can be found on Mixcloud. Pilgrims of Yearning has a show coming up on May the 5th. That's this week. And that's at O'Brien's in Boston, Massachusetts. When we get back, Spooky Squad News. Outro bullshit, go! I choose you, outro bullshit. Outro bullshit. Yeah, outro bullshit. <laughs> Plug our social media platforms, go! Yeah, where can we be found, man? Find us on Twitch at... <laughs> this is like, yeah, that's like what Logan did to me the one day. He's like, oh, so go ahead and you plug Tails today. I'm like, 
Fuck him. you. No. <laughs> I do it enough for my own fucking show. Well, my my show. I don't wanna I wanna do this one too. Come on, man. They say Lost Legends Tales of Theron can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. Personally, I listen to it on Spotify when I need to remind myself of important plot details. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is what it be. But uh, also Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find Lost Legends Tales of Theron. I am currently on it. So far, Ben has not killed me. Knock on wood. We are wrapping that up as we record right now. We're almost, we're almost there. Almost yep. at the end of the season. Totally. Yeah, just about done with season three. I am beyond excited for season four. I am too. Yeah. I'm So I want to clarify. I'm really excited for the end of season three because, you know, as a dungeon master and stuff, and like three seasons is like pretty long form storytelling, you know? And it's like there's things you set up and things you plan for and it's like... We're on the runaway train to the season finale, and it's just like, fuck yeah. All this stuff that I've spent years at this point planning is now coming to fruition. I was going to say, this is where it it must feel really good to have written this entire story and then getting us to kind of play inside that story, and now you're going to see like the culmination of that. I That must be cool, and also for us as players, I know we're all like what the fuck you know like how's this gonna end how's this gonna play out it's it's really exciting totally and i'm loving the theories and stuff too you know like far as like what people think is gonna happen and you know like it's it's neat because some of the stuff that comes up is stuff that hadn't even occurred to me see normally i have a lot of anxiety about episodes and i'm just kind of like like when we record it's always a really good time and then from the time we all sign off to the next time, I'm like, okay, this is the one. This is where they find out I'm a fraud and that I'm the shittiest dungeon master on the planet and that they, they got me, you know, like the imposter syndrome. And I'm actually feeling really good about, like, the... Uh, I, I should say, I'm feeling like my anxiety is down about the last few episodes, you know? I'm just, like, really freaking pumped about it. What's your secret? Lots of tea. <laughs> Lots of tea. <laughs> I need to know what makes you not anxious about it. What's your secret? <laughs> yeah, unsweetened tea. Preferably English breakfast. Mmm. I'm in. Hell yeah. Mm. That's like 90% of what I drink. The other 10% is rum. I feel like that's <laughs> going to end up like a merch shirt at one point. Just a black shirt with white letters that just says, I'm in. <laughs> we can make it. I mean, I'd hope so. <laughs> That's a very simple merch shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's like, I could make that in my house. <laughs> yeah, you can just write on a t-shirt. Done. No, I have I have access to multiple crickets. It, it wouldn't even oh, be oh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, if you, you know, if you don't, you can just write it on there. You have to fucking use some bleach, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome for, like some rebel Amish teen to be listening to this podcast, they get to this point in the episode and they're like, crickets, what does it mean? <laughs> Why is this where your mind went? <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to collect crickets. He's like, I will make this T-shirt. <laughs> we are close to Amish country. That, that it tracks. It tracks. 
Yeah, and the parents, their spidey sense goes off. They're like, something is amish. Uh, <laughs> you fucker, you. <laughs> Dude, so, so not, yeah, it's, I, I'm just really jazzed about the next quarter versus cryptid episode, too. Like, the last couple have been, I don't know, like, like feelsy and like tugging your heartstrings and this might be the one that gets me guys this might be the one that gets me so i'm just i'll just tell you like light spoilers the the vibe that i'm going for with this next one with the snallygaster is weird weird and like weird slash weird funny i can't, I can't wait. wait i know i know what's going on and oh my god it is it's brilliant i don't know what's going on but no, I will smash my it. I will smash my face against it until I know what's going on. <laughs> ah. All right, here's the time when I'm gonna beg people to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Mishinspeaky. Welcome try that without laughing at yourself. No. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh do you want me to repeat the whole thing? I don't give a shit what you do. I was just asking. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know what I sound like. Did it sound terrible? You had a giggle at the last word. You oh, okay. I did. I like to laugh at myself a lot. Someone has to. It's fine. Everybody's got to <laughs> laugh. I was just asking if you wanted to do it again. Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll like fucking leave it. All right. We have tears at the one, three, and five. Dollar. See, I'm laughing again. One single buck gets you our undying gratitude. Access to our booper reels access to our archive state episodes with just me and JC back in the day and a shout out on the cast. The $3 level gets you access to our side missions and exclusive access to Kiki's quirks, which I, I swear I'm working on. I'm going to like just unload a whole bunch of these all at once. Other side topics uh, save for our Patreon folks is what that is mostly probably related to history. And in my case, a lot of it's history. Some of it though might actually be some legendary stuff I'm working on. You also receive access to the digital stat block card and art card for Cord versus Cryptid, which I just shared what the Snallygaster looks like with uh, with everybody on our Discord channel, which I'll get to in a second. But that's kind of cool. And then uh, lastly, you have access to our exclusive state episodes, which now include Cord. Lastly, the $5 level is going to get you access to the private Discord server which uh, I have been doing a monthly get-together, which um, nobody showed up last time, so... <laughs> I think it was just a bad day. It was just, rant, like, I... You know, <laughs> All the pizza what it is. was left sitting on the table. It was. The it was party like hats went unworn. Went to a birthday party. Nobody showed up. I was Not a single work. party favor made a single whizzing noise. I was going to do oracle readings for everybody. Y'all voted on that. We were going to talk about some of the movies that won the Oscars, but yeah, it's all right. It's all right, though. It's okay. <laughs> I do it. I show up. If anybody shows up, fine. If they don't, they don't. If they don't, you're just playing on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm on Pinterest. Um, now, we also have a Discord for... Tales of Thern, but I think that's uh, Lost. Was well, Lost Legends Tales of Thern? So it's Lost Sleep over there. And both of us, both podcasts, have Discord channels that you can join. So 
You can join our regular Discord channel. You can learn about cryptids and ghosts and UFOs. There's a place to promote yourself if you're another artist or author, musician, or fellow podcaster. We also have a D&D chat in our Discord, and then you can join the Lost Legends Tales of Thern Discord to keep up with all kinds of cool conversations. Like, I love the meta, <laughs> the meta conversation. I love the um, what's going on in the episodes conversations. I've learned quite a bit from our fans about certain things very interesting over there in that discord i love it um you can also follow us on twitter until it self-destructs and on instagram at mission spooky both of them uh since i was told not to talk about political things twitter's been nothing but political things welcome to philadelphia <laughs> bitch <laughs> fucking tell me what i can fucking talk about i'm gonna do exactly what the fuck i want uh, we're making some fun and creative changes at Instagram. In other words, I've made some really cool templates. Y'all got to see that stuff. It's great. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, Podchaser, and Good Pods, especially that gets us on all those Good Pods li Good Pod lists, which were always in the top 100, usually in the top 50 to the top 20. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. And please head over and do the same for Lost Legends Tales of Thern, because you know, we're awesome. Hell All yeah. of us. So that's Logan, Big Boots, me playing Daphne currently. Ben's our DM. We got Alec as Theron and Joey as Magna. And it's a blasty blast. And I'm not appearing in this film. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. You don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Hashtag season four. You might get a guest spot. You don't know. Um, and then Ben, you have, I know that you're currently working on a book. Yes. Right now I'm in the editing process, which just takes forever. I can write for volume, like, like, and like nobody's business, but it, it's a lot of crap if I'm being honest. And, uh, <laughs> wow. it's, like, it's total trash. <laughs> don't buy my book. When it's it like, it's garbage. Don't, <laughs> I mean, just don't. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to bullshit you. Like editing is really hard. And so, yeah, it's essentially, you know, end goal. It's what I'm hoping, you know, what I'm going for is a short co a collection of short horror stories. Um, I've got probably 25 written and some of them suck. Um, I'm taking the ones that I really like. And and yeah, I'm hoping to have that, you know, ideally it would be finished and polished and like I'm going to self-publish and stuff. Um, I, was, I was planning on doing it through Amazon. And yeah. uh and yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that that would be ready in time for Halloween. I I need to know when this happens so that I can purchase it and put it alongside my scary stories to tell in the dark compilation book by my bed. Say so that is no joke. Like one of my big in inspirations. Like I read those cover to cover as a Hell, kid, yes. just on Me, repeat, and, like wearing well, out the yes. bindings. You know. Mm-hmm. Mine look like they've been through the washer. I read them so many times. Is that in the Twilight Zone? Yeah, the black and white Twilight Zone. That's a huge inspiration for me, too. Yeah, buddy. Speaking of original works, I would be remiss if I always forget to say this, that Chris Stone also has a podcast called Dark Passages, and he, all of his original horror stories are being put up there. And I have played several parts, and so is Cord, and so is JC. So, and it's pretty cool. It is, yeah. Maybe one day we'll be doing the same thing for you, Ben. Ooh. Heck yeah. Yeah. A man can dream. 
and then have friends who make those dreams come to fruition. Heck Hell yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Once again, thank you for listening to us today. And taking us out is going to be Pilgrims of Yearning with Lamar. As always, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. The method that we prefer to be contacted was two weeks ago by a time machine. <laughs>